this morning we are going to look at a message that is titled Content Without Oil. If you could turn to Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, and this is a familiar passage I'm sure to you that's got the five foolish and the five uh, wise virgins, and we're going to look at the message given to us from that this morning. I'm I'm, uh, encouraged that the Lord wants to speak and move if we'll just let Him this morning. And so this morning I want you to, to look with us as we look at the message, Content Without Oil. Content Without Oil. We see in verse 1 it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And verse 5 says, While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. And then this final warning in verse 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Content without oil. Content without oil. Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you... Lord, you give us warnings. God, you give us, Lord, pictures into the future. God, you give us insight, Lord, to realize that, Lord, you're coming back. And God, you want us to be ready. And Lord, we don't want us to be caught unaware. And God, you're speaking to us this morning that, God, there is a necessity that we be ready. There's a necessity that we be stirred. There's a necessity to be filled with your presence and spirit because we're coming into the darkest time we've ever known. And God, it's only those that are ready, those that are stirred, those that are making preparation, Lord, that'll be ready when you come back. And God, I pray that you would open our eyes, start with this preacher, although anybody else, Lord. God, that you would minister by your mighty power, that God, we would see, God, that we cannot be content without the oil of your presence within our life. We've got to have it. God, we've got to be stirred. You move and speak, Holy Spirit. You move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Content without oil. Content without oil. We see here in this first verse here that it's, it's a parable that Jesus is giving. And he's talking to us. And so we're going to see this morning, what is he talking about here? So he's giving this parable. And every time Jesus gives a parable, he's trying to open eyes so that people can see the hidden message within the parable. 
so that they'll understand what he's trying to get across. And if you'll look the chapters before this, he's, he's given several parables and stories to where he's trying to prepare people uh, for the coming, his imminent coming. And we see in this verse 1, Then, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. When is the, the then that it's talking about? He's talking about the day that he comes after the bride. The day that the Lord will come back and take back his church. And then he says, It'll be likened unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And so, what is he talking about? He's talking about when he comes back after the bride. Who is the one talking to us here in these verses? If you look and if you've got a red letter edition in your Bible, most of you probably do, if you look at those words and those 13 verses, they're all red. Why? It's the Lord speaking. And who's he talking to? He's talking to those that his church, he's talking to those that want to be ready. He's talking to those he's called. And he's giving us a message about what he's going to do. This is not some hypothetical. If this was just someone talking about something that could happen, it'd be one thing. But this is God himself who's sitting there. He's in the past. He's in the present. He's in the future. And he knows exactly the condition that he's going to find when he comes back to call his bride. And he's opening our eyes. He's saying here, let me warn you about something. Let me tell you about the condition that I'm going to find when I come back. And then he tells us, be ready. Be looking and be ready. And so this morning we need to realize that this is the Lord himself speaking to us and encouraging us to be ready. And if there's ever a time that we need to see this and hear this, it's today. It's this hour that we live in. And so we are looking at these two groups. He's talking about two different types of people that he's going to find. He's going to find his church in two different camps when he comes back. First, we see he likens the first unto the wise virgins, and he likens the other to the unwise. What's the difference between the foolish and the wise? We see it here in verse 2 and 3. It tells us the only difference between these two. On the outside, they look the same. All the opportunities are the same. All of them's got the same call. All of them look alike. They they go to the same church. They they are two uh, groups that look the same. But there's one defining difference between the two groups. And here we see this in verse two and three. It says, "And five of them were wise. What made them wise? And five were foolish. And those that were foolish took their lamps. And here's what separates them. And took no oil with them." They tried to make it on the experience of the oil that was in the lamp. They expected it to take them all the way through. And they were insufficient. And we see that that's the Lord telling us that we are to be warned that we need to stay full of the oil. What does the oil refer to? In in the scripture, oil always talks about the Spirit of God. The presence of God. The anointing of God. The Holy Spirit that is within our lives. The Holy Spirit, this relationship that He has, that we have with Him. He's encouraging us to say that there is a time coming and when I come back, I'm going to find a lot of people who at one time had oil. At one time, they were full. At one time, they had an experience with me. But there's going to be a group that they dry up, that they lose that experience with me at the wrong time. And so we see that He's telling us to be prepared. This word foolish here, when He's talking about the foolish virgins, the ones we need to be warned about, the ones that we need to say, Lord, please examine me, make sure I'm not in this group. This word foolish here is, is, is talking about someone who acts unwisely and someone who has lost their savor. 
it's the exact same inference that's used in talking about the salt that at one time was good salt. At one time it did its purpose, but it's lost its savor. It's lost its effectiveness. And we know the scripture says it is then good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. It is useless. It is useless. And so we see that these, there is this group that's in this camp that has lost their savor for the things of God. Oh, they still may be going to church. Oh, they still may be going through the motions. Oh, they may still look the same. But the difference is, is what's on the inside? Is the, are we full of the presence of God? Are we ready for what's going on? Have we got God stirred up within us? Are we ready and overflowing, ready for the darkness that's coming that we're already facing this morning? I was thinking about some of the excuses that they were making. We see that these virgins were all going to a wedding. And they were all invited. And they were all prepared, thought they were prepared to go. And they all went out. And they all made their way and was waiting for this moment that the bridegroom would come. And at that time, they had no idea. There wasn't cell phones and text and landlines and all this stuff. They knew a general time, a general period that he could be coming. And it could vary greatly. And so they were, had to be waiting for him to appear. And when he did... They were supposed to be part of the wedding party and to join up with him and go on to the, the, to the supper, uh, the wedding supper. And so we see that that was their intentions. They were making their way. They thought they were going to be ready. And we see here that they weren't. And so some of the reasons, why didn't they take oil with them? What was some of the reasons? And I was thinking about they got, they'd gotten themselves tired. They may have said, you know, I'm just going to take a rest. I'm just going to take a break. I've been living for God and I've been... Uh, I, I've been listening and I've been living right and I've been doing faithful. But you know what? We're going through a problem right now. We're going through a pandemic. We're going through all these things. And that's one of the warnings you need to have in your heart and, and life today is realize just because we're going through some things, it's no time to let down. It's no time to give up. It's no time to get careless right now because you may not be in the house of God as much as you once was. You may have excuses and reasons not to be in the house of God, but you don't have an excuse not to be stirred up and ready for His coming because he's coming whether we're ready or not and we see there they make an excuse i'm just taking a rest i'm just taking a little break from the things of god right now god will understand something else they might have been thinking you know what i've got time i've got time hey yes it's getting dark yes i know that he could come tonight but most likely he probably won't and so they weren't prepared they weren't prepared because they thought they had more time than they did there's going to be millions of people that has the intentions to be ready when the Lord comes back and they don't realize how short their time is. They don't realize there is no more time. And so they were making excuses. Another one that I thought of is that, hey, I'm just following the crowd. I'm just, I'm doing like everybody else. Hey, I, I'm probably okay because I'm like everybody else. I'm just as good. If they're going, I'm going to. Hey, but the thing is this, what if they ain't going? What if they're not prepared? And you're following the crowd instead of following the Word of God. Instead of, instead of making your heart ready and getting your eyes on Him. If we follow the crowd, there's going to be millions of people that's going to miss out. Why? Because they were following the crowd. And so we see here that these are the decisions of the foolish. They caught themselves unaware. And so this morning we need to look at the wise for just a moment before I get into a couple of points this morning. So why did the wise take oil? We see there that it talks about they took oil with their lamps and their, their vessels. It's talking about they took their lamp 
and they had oil in their lamp, but they knew that it was coming darkness. They knew that it was going to be getting darker. They knew that He could come. And so they took a flask of oil with them so that they could keep themselves full. They could keep themselves stirred up. They could keep themselves prepared. So no matter when He came, they caught themselves, they found themselves ready. Why did they take oil with them? They knew His coming was imminent. Uh, imminent. They knew that He was coming and they knew that this bridegroom was going to be coming and they was not going to be caught uh, uh, missing this opportunity. Why else did they bring oil with them? They knew that darkness was coming. They could see. They knew that the time tarries. They knew it was only a few hours to dark. And they did not want to catch themselves not ready and find themselves unprepared. And so they prepared even for the darkness that they were about to face. Why else did they take oil? They knew they wanted to be ready. They weren't going to miss this. They knew that their number one goal was that they were going to, not only they got themselves ready, not only had they made themselves ready and had everything they needed, they was not going to let themselves run out of oil before the groom came. And they found themselves. So this morning, I'm going to ask you this one question we're going to try to answer this morning. So why do you need to keep yourself full of oil? Why do you need this morning to be concerned with these verses? Why do we need today in 2020 need to be concerned about being full of oil? Why is this word that the Lord gave us 2,000 years ago so important today? Why do you need to address your own life and be concerned about this one question that you need to be full of oil? Why do you need, number one, the bridegroom will come when least expected. The Lord's coming is going to happen when you and I least expect it. So many people have thought that they could be able to predict the time. And they've made all kinds of predictions. Every one of them fall. They make a change and they think they can predict it. No, it says that we will never know. No one knows except God himself when that time is going to happen. It says in verse 5 that while the bridegroom tarried, while the bridegroom delayed, we know why is the bridegroom tearing? Why are we not seeing? Why has the Lord not come back yet? The scripture tells us that the reason that he's not come back yet is because of the mercy of God. God is giving those ones that we're praying for an opportunity. God's giving even us today, some that are watching, an opportunity to make ourselves right before him. God loves us so much that he's giving opportunity. And he's got mercy is extended and so he's delayed. He's tarried. But it's not delayed past. He knows exactly the moment. But his timing is perfect. And so we need to realize that he will come when it, he is least expected. You know what? He come while they were sleeping. If there's ever a time, when I think about it this morning, if there's ever a time, you see what's going on in this world that we're living. If there's ever a time the church is asleep in America, it's today. This is a time when the church has caught itself and it's become weary or whatever excuse it has. And the church is predominantly sleeping during the, 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 the most uh, important time of church history is right now. The Lord's coming is imminent and He's coming soon. And right now, for the most part, do we hear the church crying out? Do we see the church in revival? No, I'm not saying that there's not a cry. I'm not saying that there's not people praying. I believe that there is a group of people praying. But for the most part, our churches are are just going through the motions. They're just seeing what's going on and it's not waking them up and they're still sleeping and they're not realizing their oil is running out. Opportunity is running out and we need to make sure that we're not content 
with that oil. We need to realize He's coming when He's least expected. You know why else we need to keep ourselves full of oil? The bridegroom will come in the darkness of night. He comes in the darkest night. It says in verse 6, And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Is this not in the darkness of night that we find ourselves now? Darkness is the absence of light. Darkness is the absence of light. And we find ourselves with all the things. All you've got to do is flip a few channels if you've got news. And flip through channels. Pull up the newspaper. Look at your cell phone. Look at the news right now. Every day we are seeing ourselves so predominantly uh, every day a new tragedy is happening a new uh, catastrophe is happening a new just in our own country there is there is and we're being attacked from within we're seeing people that are trying to destroy us from the inside and we look at other nations and there's turmoil with us and all these other nations and there's there's uh, uh, pestilence and there's 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 a disease that's running rampant on the whole world there is flooding going on in great areas that millions are impacted. There is so much going on that we catch ourselves and we see so many things happening. We see so many things happening that our senses have got to where we just expect it. We've gotten to where it doesn't even shake us anymore because our sensitivity has become decreased. Why? Because we see so much. Because instead of it ever something happening every so many months, we see stuff happening every so many hours. And so that we're so desensitized because of all the total uh, uh, rampage of darkness that's taking hold of our world that we live in, that we catch ourselves in the darkest night. And yet we don't realize this is exactly when the Lord showed that He would come at midnight. When people is the most tired. When people are the most... You, you don't expect someone to come knocking. If someone comes knocking on your door at midnight, you, you, you're a little concerned. You may even have a gun in your hand when you go to the door because nothing good happens at midnight. And so we need to realize that the Lord is coming back in the darkness of night. He's coming back in the deepest part of night when people aren't expecting Him. When people have let their guard down. When people are unexpected. And so we need to be prepared. We can't sleep through the greatest thing that we have ever been waiting for. Next to getting saved is the coming of the Lord. I remember being tired. If you ever, I, I know you could probably give me some examples if you were here of things that you've slept through. And I, I know there's plenty I could probably think of. But the one that most <laughs> memorable in my mind was... Our son was four years old. He's 33, or getting ready to turn 33. And, uh, but when he was four years of age, he, had an, he needed to have surgery for tubes in his ears and have his adenoids taken out. And I remember how traumatic it was for us. We was, uh, you know, young parents, and we were in our early 20s, and so uh, we, were, we were just, you know, traumatized by the fact that our little four-year-old boy was going to have to have surgery. And so we'd never been through anything like that before, and I remember how we was tore up the night before, worried about it and, and, you know, just thinking, man, just, and we had to leave at like at four o'clock in the morning. Mom and dad was going to come by and pick us up and go with us and take us to Lexington to make sure he's at that appointment on time. He had to be there probably about six o'clock. And uh, so I remember going to bed that night and worried about that surgery. And I evidently got a little too traumatized by it. 
And I remember in the darkness of night, I remember hearing that distant boom, 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 boom. And finally it got louder and louder and I opened my eyes and I looked over at the clock and it's like 4.05 and mom and dad's at the door and we had slept through this big event in our life that was so important to happen and we had gotten ourselves so tore up about things we had slept through. So we were scrambling, time, trying to get ready and get our clothes on and get Jordan ready and to make sure we didn't miss this uh, scheduled appointment with the surgery because it was so... Listen, let me tell you something. If you don't watch out, you'll have the most important event in your entire life. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. You have good intentions. You, you want to be there. You, you've got it. I, I want, I've RSVP'd. I, I want to be there. And I'm, I'm planning on being. You know what? You'll end up. If you don't watch out, you'll get weary in the darkness of night. All these things that come encroaching upon us right now, the enemy is trying to get our attention off the things of God and getting on the problems and all the things that we're facing. And darkness is creeping in. And he's trying to keep us out of the house of God. And he's trying to keep us from experiencing the fullness of God. And as he does, he's pushing more darkness in. If we don't watch out, we'll miss. We'll lose out the very thing. The only thing that's truly important is whether we know God or not. Whether we're ready when he comes back or not. And so this word this morning is, be ready because the... The bridegroom will come in the darkness of night. Why else do we need to keep ourselves, and why do you need to keep yourself full of oil? Number three, the bridegroom will come for those prepared. The bridegroom will come for those prepared. It says in verse 7 through 10, it says, For all those virgins arose, the call comes forth, and all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to the buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were, underline this word in your mind, or even if in your Bible, if you would like, those that were ready went in with him to the marriage. Those that were ready. There's not going to be time to get ready. When that eastern sky opens up and the trumpet of the Lord sounds and he comes after his children, he comes after his bride, only those that are currently ready to go will be able to go in with him. We see here that word that it says they trimmed their lamps. That word every other place in Scripture that it's used is talking about adorning. It's talking about straightening up and making sure everything is, is perfect. It talks about a bride in another place and it's talking about she's adorning herself for the groom. It's talking about that we stand up and we make sure there's no wrinkles and we make our way straight into the presence of the groom. There's no time for a change of wardrobe. There's no time for anything else to get fixed. You've got to be ready. You've got to find yourself ready. And when we lie to ourselves and think that we've got time, when we think that we uh, uh, have an opportunity, we lie to ourselves. They trimmed it, but there is no time to get ready. Something else that we see in these verses, it says that the foolish, they, they thought they were ready, but they realized the moment they woke up that they were insufficient. They weren't ready. They didn't have what they needed. And they looked over at the others, and they said, give us some of yours. Give us your experience. 
Give us your, uh, your experience, your salvation. Give us some of your oil so that we can make it. And they said, we can't do it. They said, we can't do it. There's something we can learn from this. You can't make it on somebody else's experience. I don't care who your mom and dad was. You can't make it in because of them. I don't care who your husband or wife is. You can't make it in because of them. I don't care who you're, how much faithful your grandmother or your grandfather was to the things of God. You can't make it on someone else's experience. You can only make it on your experience. You can only make it if you're ready. You can only make it if you have the old. Don't be content. With that oil. We need oil in our life. We need, what is that oil talking about? It's talking about being stirred up. It's talking about being filled with His presence. It's talking about even as we go into the darkness that we're facing now, that we're not sitting there putting ourselves on cruise control, but we are keeping ourselves full. We keep ourselves in the Word. We keep ourselves in prayer. We keep ourselves faithful to the house of God. We keep ourselves, as Scripture says, more ready in the last days than any other time. Why? Because He's coming. He's coming for those who are prepared. He's coming for those who are prepared. Not those who had good intentions. Not those who had at one time been in the altar and given their heart to the Lord. But somehow in the, in the life's journey, they found themselves going through the darkness that we face today. And in their heart, they've lost the oil. In their heart, they've lost that relationship with God. We need to realize that He's coming for those who are prepared. This morning we see that we need to keep ourselves, you need to keep yourselves full of oil. Why? Because the bridegroom will come when you least expect Him. The bridegroom will come in the darkest night. The bridegroom will come for those who are prepared. We also see another reason why we need to be prepared and that is the bridegroom will come and then shut the door. The bridegroom will come let me tell you something, He will come. He's coming for those that are looking for Him and He will come as sure as you're there, as sure as I'm standing here. That bridegroom will come. He's already standing at the door, I do believe. He's just waiting for that father to say, Son, go get your bride. And when He does, He's going to split that eastern sky. He will come. But when He comes, for those that are ready, He will take those that are ready and then He will shut the door. We see in verse 10 it says, And while, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. What a horrific statement there. The door was shut. We see other verses that says that God can open a door that no man can shut. But when God shuts the door, no man can open we see that the door was shut. We see the opportunity that tells us that the opportunity was closed. They went to try to get ready at the last minute. They thought, maybe I can just scoop in at the last second. Maybe I can just run over to the preacher's house. Maybe I can just run into the church. Maybe I can go find grandma. Maybe I can go find someone else to help me pray through right quick. And it'll be okay. But what they're going to find out, it's going to be too late. 
Let me tell you something. Our church, as well as every other church, will be one day filled to capacity. When will that day be? I hope I see it before then. But I tell you right now, it's going to be the day when the Lord comes back. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to run to the church. They're going to try to call out to God. Lord, please forgive me. I believe you now. I see what you're saying. I believe in you. Lord, I had an experience with you. Lord, somehow I lost out. But God, have mercy on me. But Scripture says the door will be shut forever. We see that they uh, had an experience at one time, but they had lost it. They had been invited. They had been invited for whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For God so loved the world that whosoever, the invitation is made ready for you. The invitation is made ready for me. And so the Lord's desire is that all should be saved and none should perish. So the invitation is yours today. But He's going to be coming for those that are ready and who's accepted it. And then it'll be too late because the door will be shut. And there will be people trying their best to get ready but it'll find, they'll find out that it's too late. We see that. We see the example of that. The perfect example was in the days of Noah. And he had prepared and he had preached the righteousness of God. People laughed at him and people mocked him. And he told them, there's a storm coming. There's darkness coming. There's a flood coming. And the end of time is coming for you. If you don't listen to me, if you don't repent, if you repent, if you trust in God, you'll get on this boat. God is providing a, an escape. God is, His mercy is this boat. And people laughed at Him until one day when the door shut and God said, get on that boat. And He brought those and all those, not one other than His family, had believed or heard the voice, had trusted in what He had said. They laughed at Him and they mocked Him. And God had brought every one of those animals on. And then He brought that family on there. And then it says, then God shut the door. The rain started and all of a sudden they were believers then. All of a sudden the rain started falling and the rain started rising up. They'd never seen anything like this. And what did they do? They all made their way. I can imagine being inside that great boat, that great ark. And then outside they could hear muffled cries. They could hear pounding on the outside of the boat. They were trying to get up and to push that door open. But when God shuts a door, no man could ever open it. The opportunity closed the moment that He said, get in that boat. The moment that the Lord said, it's time is up. Mercy is now closed. I'm a merciful God. For 120 years you've been preaching. For 120 years you've been given opportunities. And now they've rejected me. And now the door is closed. And every single one of them perished. But every one of them perished with an opportunity that they had rejected. And so this morning you need to realize that the bridegroom will come. But then he will shut the door. He will shut the door of opportunity. He will shut the door of mercy. He'll shut the door of His grace. And it'll be too late because we can't stand before Him and say, why did you do that? But we stand before Him and we will say, I'm guilty because I rejected the opportunity again and again and again. And so we're in this hour. This is the thing that troubled me. This is the thing that caused me not to be able to hardly sleep last night. This is the thing that got me up even earlier this morning is to think that we're in this circumstance that we're in. We are living in a time of darkness. We're living in a time that the Lord is trying to open our eyes to see that His time is short, that His coming is imminent, that He's coming soon. And yet if we don't watch, we get our eyes on everything else. We're watching the news and we miss the greatest news that will ever happen is that the 
the Lord is coming back and He's trying to tell us. If you go to Revelation, He's trying to tell us with all the things that we're facing, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm standing at the door. But you need to be ready because when I come, I will shut the door. Your opportunity will be lost. Oh, thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. Thank God even today, His mercy is going forward. You say, that's a harsh God. That's a, that's a hard God. How could He be so mean? No, no, he, He's not that. God is a loving God. God is a merciful God. That's why even this message goes forth today. Because God's mercy is going out. God's grace is going forth again today. God's word is going forth again today to say, you don't have to miss it. You don't have to miss this opportunity. The door is still open. Opportunity is still open. Will you hear? Will you? follow will you call out on me mercy is extended today and whenever it shuts it'll be because you've shut it with your resistance to the things of God millions of people resist God I don't want any part of God I'll do it later I'm going to make excuses I'm going to be like everyone else and God's reaching again today He's reaching out again this morning He's saying I'm trying to give you mercy I'm calling on you the reason you're hearing this is because my hand of mercy is reaching out another time trying to pull you in before. I'm trying to get you in the door before I have to shut the door. And He's calling to us. You have an invitation. Will you accept it? The last thing I want to look at today on the bridegroom. Why do you need to be ready? The bridegroom will come. Will you be ready? The bridegroom will come. Will you be ready? Will you be one of the wise? Will you be one of these that he's seen when he gave this parable and said, oh, there's wise ones. That they made themselves ready. And as they came and knew that darkness was coming, not only did they get themselves prepared, not only did they get themselves with the robes on and ready to go into that wedding supper of the bridegroom, but they also took with them the oil that they needed to keep themselves ready and prepared and, and ready for the darkness they was about to face. They stayed stirred up with the presence of God. They kept the relationship fresh with God. They kept themselves ready that even in darkness, when he came they found themselves ready and so the question is where you find yourself ready when he comes because he is coming this is something that in I think 2nd Peter it talks about these people that will say when he ain't coming he's not come yet I've heard it, I'm paraphrasing, we've heard it our whole lives, our grandfathers are, and we've heard it for generations that he's coming, he's coming soon let me tell you something it also goes on to say the reason he's not come back is that mercy that he's extending. He's extending it so that you can make it through the door. He's extending so you have one more chance. He's extending so that when you stand before him, you can't say you never reached for me because today he's reaching again. Today he's reaching out one last time. Today he's reaching out with his mercy and his love and his heart breaks and the door is about to close and he says again with one last call, will you give me your heart? Will you surrender your life to me? I'm getting ready to come. I want I want you to be part of this. I want you to be my bride. But will you hear me? Will you surrender to me? Will you be part of that? It's up to you. The ball's in your court. He gives us a warning here. He, he gives us this whole parable. And then he ends it with a warning that we need to be ready. In verse 13 it says, Watch. Watch therefore. Keep your eyes ready. Keep your heart ready. 
ready. Keep your mind ready. Keep your mind on me and your heart ready because I'm coming. I'm coming. And it goes on to say, For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. He's given us a warning. You will not know the moment I come back. You will not be expecting at the very moment I come back. And I'm only coming back for those who are ready. That could be you today. Oh, what an incredible thing for you to be standing in the presence of God. We'll all be there. Every one of us is going to stand before the Lord and we're all going to be giving an account. And there will be those that stand before Him and they will stand there thinking, I had another chance. I had another opportunity. You may even be saying within yourself, I did have an experience at one time. I used to be on fire for God. I used to be full of the Holy Spirit. I used to be someone who carried my Bible with me everywhere I went. I used to be someone who was excited about the things of God. Here's a question today. How are you right now? It, it, yesterday is wonderful, but it doesn't get you through anywhere today. The question is, where do you find yourself this very morning? Are you ready? Or are you going to be one that the most important thing, you're going to find out that when you get there, you could have been. You had the opportunity. You had the invitation. You had the call. He drawed you in. He was drawing even this morning. Could be drawing on your heart. You may know that there's things you need to make right before God. You may know that your heart isn't where it needs to be. You used to be closer than before. If God is drawing on your heart today, it's for a reason. Because He wants us to be ready. Oh, He wants us to be ready because when He comes back, He wants to take you. He wants you to be part of that bride forever in the presence and the glory of God. And it transcends anything that you will ever accomplish or find down here. Is to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout eternity. Not because of what you've done. Because of what He done. And only because you accepted an invitation. And you let Him make you ready so that when He came, he found you prepared and ready to go. This morning, I don't know where you find yourself. You do. The Lord deals and God knows every heart. God put this on my heart for a purpose. This is not the message I had. This was not the notes I had. This morning, God completely changed everything I had since last night. Because He has a purpose. God wants to speak and God wants to move. And it could be just because of you, whoever you are this morning. God wants to do a work in your life. Don't make it a lie to yourself that you could have another opportunity. Don't make some of the same excuses. You're tired or someone done you wrong or any of these other excuses. They're not going to matter one day. The only thing that's going to matter, are you ready when that trumpet sounds? Because you won't get time to get ready. It's those that are looking for Him, have made themselves ready, are full of oil, that will be ready to go into that Lamb and go in with Him to the, to the Supper of the Lamb, to that wedding feast. He's looking. He's getting ready to come. And He's giving you another chance. This morning, I wish I could have you right here in this altar. I wish I could be here to help pray you, pray with you, and help God do a mighty work in your life and just encourage you through. But this morning, wherever you're at this morning, don't make an excuse because God's given you another chance and He wants to move in your life. He wants to turn it around. He wants to give you help. He wants to give you a hope. And this is another chance. It may be your last. It may be your last because I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart He's coming soon. He's coming soon. And He's coming for those who are prepared. 
And there will be those that are wise. And there'll be those that are foolish. God, I want to be one of the wise. I want to be one of the ones that's stirred up. I want to be one of the ones that's ready. And when he comes, I'm able to stand up and adorn myself and go out to meet him. Oh, what a glorious day, amen. And if you know him, oh, what a one. That's what we've been waiting for. That's what we're looking forward to is we're going to see him one day. All this will pass away. All this darkness will be gone forever. And we'll live in the presence of an almighty Savior who loves us so much he died for us. And he reaches out today with that same love for souls today. I pray that you surrender everything, whatever it is, to him this morning. Will you pray with me this morning as we go to the throne of grace? And for those that are ready, for those that our hearts are where it need to be. And I, I always feel like I can do better. But when I know that he's my Savior and I know I've given my heart and life for anybody that knows him, you can spend this time worshiping him and thanking him and realizing what you're looking for is coming soon. But if you don't know him, pray that the Lord would get a hold of those hearts and lives, that they would make sure their relationship today, they would be overflowing with that oil that it's talking about. They'd be ready today. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you. You warn us. You love us. You prepare us. You give us a call. Lord, this is what you're doing right now. You're giving us a call. You're giving us a wake-up call that we would see, God, that even though darkness is trying to pervade everything that we know. Even though darkness is trying to overshadow everything. Lord, it cannot put out the light of your glory and your presence. And God, you're calling your church to be ready. You're calling your church to be prepared. And God, I pray this morning, I thank you that God, that Lord, we know you. And Lord, for us that are ready to go, thank you that we can know that. We don't have to be fearful that we're not ready, but we can know that Lord, we're ready and we're expecting. And God, the moment you come, we're going to be able to be ushered into your presence. Oh God, thank you for that. But God, also thank you that Lord, today... Just like on that ark, that door is held open another time. That ark, that ark is held open one more day. And God, you're given one more opportunity today. Lord, I don't know about tomorrow, but today you're given an opportunity. And God, I pray right now that those that in their hearts, whether it be someone who has known you or have never known you before, and God, they feel you pulling and tugging at their heart. God, it isn't just some, something they ate this morning, but God, that's the move of the Holy Spirit dealing with hearts and lives. And I pray that, God, you make it so strong that there be no question of what you're doing. And God, that you would let them know that, God, not only is the fact that you're drawing on their heart isn't because you're trying to condemn them, but it's because you're trying to show your love to them. It's because you're extending your mercy and you're touching their hearts saying you're the one I want you're the one I'm trying to get a hold of you're the one that I want to give hope to you're the one that I'm offering help to this morning if you'll just listen to me if you'll just call out on me I'll save you I'll wash away your sins and when I come back you'll be ready to go thank you God for that mercy that's extended another time and God I pray not one person that feels that tug on their heart today would walk away and hope for tomorrow. God, because there ain't a thing that they're going to touch tomorrow that's ever going to come close to what they could have today. And God, I thank you for that. Holy Spirit, arrest hearts and lives. You have your way in this service today. You do what you're trying to do, God, because it's you working. And God, I pray, Lord, that those that don't know you this morning, if they would just say, Lord, I believe in you. I put my trust. I'm a sinner and I know that you died for my sin. 
I ask you to forgive me for my sin. I know that you died for my sin and you rose again. Will you cleanse me and save me? And I put my trust in you as my Savior this morning. God, that's all it takes for them to go from darkness to light. From death to life. Oh God, I thank you, Lord, for that, that such wondrous good news. That you came. That's why you came. That's what this entire book is summed up, Lord. In that right there, you've come to save sinners. You've come to redeem us that could not do it in ourselves. And I thank you, Lord, and I pray that you would do a work in lives that would transform them forever. That it wouldn't just impact them, it would impact their entire family tree. And that, God, you would use them to do mighty things. God, let them reach out and let us know what you're doing in their life. And, God, the transformation you make. God, encourage them and strengthen them. And, Lord, anyone that's calling out on you, God, put them in a good church. And, God, let them reach out and find the strength they need to keep stirred up and ready because, Lord, it's the most important thing. It's not an economy. It's not your bankroll. It's not what you give your kids. The most important thing is are we ready? Are we ready to meet you? And, God, I thank you that everyone that's watching can be sure they're ready today. And, God, thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I know I, I, I kind of belabored that a little bit, but isn't that the most important thing is souls? Isn't that the most important thing that God would have his way in my life, in your life, in, in lives of those that are indifferent toward the things of God? Because why? What is he doing in this hour? He's trying to wake people up. He's trying to wake the church up. He's trying to wake the lost up. And that's what our call is, is that we shed light on those that are in darkness so they can see their way home. Amen. God wants us not to be content without oil. But today, God wants us to be full of the spirit and presence of God. And you can know that. And I pray today that you leave this service overflowing, bubbling with that presence, saying, Lord, come quickly. God, save the lost and come quickly.